0: You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates your selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by clonawilly.com. Clonawilly and Clonopussy are do-it-yourself molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a sex toy at home. your own Clone-A-Willie or Clone-A-Pussy, how to use the kit. They're so, so willing to go on this journey of cloning a willie or cloning a pussy with you. And they're super nice and super responsive to any concerns. So if you want to pick up your own Clone-A-Willie or Clone-A-Pussy kit right now, head over to cloneawilly.com and use promo code DARKPOD. That's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout right now. And remember... This is a deal that cannot be cloned. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised.
1: This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza.
0: Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends. Thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of the award-winning podcast, Disability After Dark. Thank you so much for coming here and for wanting to shine a bright light on disability stories with me this week. And uh, thank you for just sticking around and for being a part of this program and I hope you love it and I hope you enjoy being a part Thank you so much. I am your disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. Let's get comfy, cozy, and crippled and get this show started, shall we? A couple of housekeeping things I just want to let you all know about. We will be releasing a new episode of Cripology, episode 2, right on this feed on Monday. Uh, upon me recording this intro... I have not even started doing that, but we will be recording, we will be doing that first episode and releasing it on Monday, so stay tuned for that. I'm thinking I'll be releasing a new episode of Cryptology once every two to three weeks on this feed, so stay tuned for that. Also, we are looking for new sponsorships for Disability After Dark, and that means that on our regular Saturday episodes, you will be given ad space to have me record a 30-second ad for you, and I can promote your show, your product, your company. Usually I like to promote companies that are doing cool things around sexuality or disability or both. And so if you want to be a sponsor of the show, you can email me directly at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com and let me know how we can work together in a sponsorship. We have great sponsors like Come as you are and clone a Willie right now, and I'd love to add you to our sponsorship. So send me an email to disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com or andrew at andrewgerza.com and let me know how we can work together. But let's let's for sure be in touch. First things first, I want to get to the Patreon shout-out for today, and I need to thank our new patron, Adam Simon, who pledged $5 a month To keep the bright light shining on this show. Adam Simon. Thank you so much. That means you get the show. One day early. As well as a weird awkward shout out for me. And the weird awkward shout out is. Adam Simon. You are. So. My man for giving. Or my. I don't don't know if you're a man. My man. Thanks. For giving me a pledge, thank you, Adam Simon, for your five dollars pledge. So, if you want the show one day early, as well as a weird, awkward shout out for me, you can pledge to Disability at, uh, to. Wow, let's try again. You can pledge to Patreon.com/disabilityafterdark, and I would I would love any pledge you can do. But I also, what I'd love more than that right now, more than anything financial, I would love for you to go on your podcast app wherever you listen right now and leave me a review of the show and let me know just let me know why you love it why the show is important to you and why you keep coming back listening each week and what the show means for you I would love some of those because it really does help the show get noticed and I would super duper appreciate you to leave me a review of the show right now and again I know over the years the show has evolved if you go back to the, you know, initial episode was all about sex and now we've kind of expanded. But I'd love to know what the show means to you. So if anybody wants to do that, I would really, really appreciate it. But now, let's get to the show today. On the show today, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with my new friend, Kellen Prouse as we talked about his experience with MS and what it meant for him to be a young 25-year-old man being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. We talk about things like the toxic positivity in the MS community, we talk about things like the hierarchy within the MS community between remitting MS and MS that recurs, we talk about you know, his experience of trying to have intimacy with multiple sclerosis. And we talk about his experience with cannabis and MS and how it's helped his MS. And we talk about so many things here. But I love sitting down with him because it was a totally different kind of experience. When I got his his application to be on the show, I did not expect like a dude a dude to come on and talk about MS. I I expected someone completely different. And so to talk to another male-identified person about their experience with MS, it was an—it was really cool because we don't often hear those stories. And it was really awesome to sit down with him and have a chat like that. So there's so much that we explore here, and I really enjoyed sitting down with Kellen, and I really highly recommend that you um, follow him and support him and talk with him because he's really a great dude, and I hope you glean that from listening to this fantastic interview. But... Right now, without further ado, here's my interview with my new friend, Kellen Prowse, talking about MS and all the things around it, right here on Disability After Dark. Kellen Prowse, hello! Hello! So nice to have you on Disability After Dark. How are you doing? I know.
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've been listening to all your uh, recent podcasts. I love the crypology. That was oh, cool. thank you.
0: That's that's a brand new it. one that I'm just yeah, you know, I love it. Toying with ideas because you know podcasting is so new and so like no one there's no rules on how to be a podcaster, so I'm just trying yeah. some out. Just trying some yeah. out. I love it. Um, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, I'm excited to have you here because I'm excited to talk about your experience with disability and your experience with MS, and I want to kind of. Sh- To have a whole big larger discussion but could you introduce yourself to the audience first tell us a little bit about who you are what you do
1: yeah sure my name is kellen prouse um i was diagnosed with ms in uh, 2010 uh progressed pretty quickly so within six months i had lost vision in my left eye um and use of my left leg um fast forward five years i started a blog um which is wheelsinred.com um, where I just wanted to share my experience with wheels and red that's, or with, you know, life with MS. Um, and let's see, started a blog. I wrote for a while. Um, and then as my MS progressed, it, it's kind of changed and I've, I've kind of fallen off with it a little bit. Cause you know, as, as, uh, my disability has progressed. Um, it, I don't know. It, it's everything changes. You know, there's, there's nothing static. Yeah, <laughs> disability
0: the, is a fun game of like, oh, it's gonna be different
1: today than it was yesterday.
0: Yeah. Okay, wow.
1: Wow. Yep. Yeah, the goalpost is always moving. You know. So. Yeah. Um. But let's see. A couple years ago, um, I got my first manual wheelchair. So I've been uh, learning, uh, learning how to use a manual wheelchair, which you know, <laughs> you know. I heard you say something on one of your podcasts as referring to a manual chair as sleek, and I it really changed my mind. You know, hearing hearing you talk from a power chair user, I'm like, holy smokes, this is like a Formula One race car over here. I you mean, know? they
0: are pretty sleek. My chair, my big chair. I mean, it's clunky. It's big. There's cords and power things that i don't know how to do anything with like my like and they've made power chairs like i think sleeker as the years have gone on if you look at the power chairs from like the 80s and 90s it's like whoa that's a behemoth (laughs) but like you know i've always found manual chair users to be like sleek and sexy and cool and then my chair is like a clunky big like behemoth of a chair um so yeah uh so let's let's back up a little bit let's back up to like okay to because there's, there's a lot just in that intro but i wanted yeah. to i want to back up to like tell me how tell me what your disabilities are i think we know okay. it, but tell me anyway tell me what they are and tell me how they impact your day-to-day life
1: sure sure so um my my main lesions with ms start at the base of my cervical spine uh, go down to my thoracic spine. So I start to lose feeling at the bottom of my rib cage okay. um, and then gets, uh, progressively weaker and number down to my feet. So my feet being the most numb and weak, um, see, uh, I've had optic neuritis, so I have very limited vision in my left eye. So basically peripheral vision in my left eye. Um, meaning you have Um, only
0: peripheral vision in your left eye so you can only see yeah
1: yeah i can like i it's uh like it's blurred out in the middle like i describe it like if you looked into a camera flash and you get that kind of blown out part in your eye when you blink that's kind of what it's like all the time
0: fun Um,
1: yeah and then you know chronic pain everything that comes with uh Uh, degenerative nerve disease you know
0: all the joy of Uh, that it's such a fun game
1: and now i'd say probably i mean the weakness in the legs uh is a big deal but um spasticity is probably my main (laughs) my main enemy right now is you know my legs are just so tight you know my muscles are always clenched
0: yeah i have spasticity, so so not the same but same in like
1: yeah yeah
0: similar in how that feels for sure
1: yeah do you do you get uh any jerking or like um
0: i wouldn't say i have like autonomic jerking but i have uh if you scare me or if i'm scared of something or if the muscle decides it wants to do a thing like not very often but yeah Yeah. i will will get that for yeah
1: yeah when i get scared it's like i'm getting electrocuted and i just freeze up and just uh, stop moving, yeah, yeah. Over, you know.
0: For me, it's like a lightning ball hit me in it. and it then I go yeah, like this, exactly. Like this. Yeah.
1: Yep. Gosh. Exactly. Um so I'm spending probably probably 75% of my day in my chair. Um but I am in and out of it. You know, most of the I'm I'm lucky enough to still be able to use these stems a little bit and uh walk around. I you know I'm using a cane or two usually uh, when I'm walking around and, uh, luckily my house is not huge. So, you know, I got those walls to bounce off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So would, would you say you're an ambulatory wheelchair user then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For nice. sure. Nice. For now, you know, that's, that's, that's been part of the struggle with, um, you know, transitioning into a chair is like just noticing how much time each day you're putting in the chair and, that like internalized ableism of like, man, I've been in
0: my chair all day, you know, you know, are yeah. like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally okay. That's what, I mean, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's what it's there for. That's why you, you have it. Like, but I fully understand of like, you know, for me, it's not so much the internalized ableism of I've been in my chair all day. It's like, I can't get out of my chair if I wanted to, like, I can't. Right. Do right. exercise on my own if I wanted to, or I can't. Do that right. stretch or I can't just get out if I wanted to. So I get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. One, well, it's it's been eye opening. Uh, you know, finding your podcast and hearing people uh, share their experience with disability, and um, because I feel like I have, um, you know, okay, so. About 85% of cases of MS are relapsing remitting, you know, people have a flare up for a couple months, and then it'll go away. Yeah. Um, I happen to have progressive MS where, you know, once I get a flare up, it stays, it's not going anywhere. Um, So and that's about 15% of cases. So it's kind of, it feels even more lonely sometimes to be out there and, you, you know, most of the ms uh like culture if you will is more around like hey we have ms let's just keep going you know smile and yeah yeah and it'll go away in a couple months you know and it's 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 definitely been a a transition into being (laughs) more disabled for sure
0: so, uh, so like one of the things, because well, yeah, one of the things you mentioned in the questionnaire to me was like there's a lot of toxic positivity in the MS community, and I was curious, yeah. like, because I think I agree with you in terms of like disability overall. There is a lot yeah. of toxic positivity there. What other than like it'll go away in a few months? What kind of like toxic positivity have you experienced?
1: Um, I think a I think a lot of it right now is focused on like um, activity-based and nutrition and, you know, these things are great and they're healthy for you, but, um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's tough to be a part of a, a community of MS sometimes that doesn't really reflect, um, who you are. Yeah. Um,
0: you that so, right? like what do you like how do you mean
1: um oh man you dig deep this is what i love about your podcast Because in my head
0: because in my head i'm picturing like forgive me white ladies with ms but i'm picturing a yeah. bunch of, of white ladies with ms being like
1: it's okay keep going yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah like, i mean
1: you you like, hit the nail on the head i was trying to talk around that but yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Dude, i like when i because we hadn't seen each other before we turned on the camera for this so when i saw mm-hmm. you i was like oh that was not at all what i was ex- this this <laughs> this dude on my screen is not at all who i was expecting to talk to you today so i think kind of what you're getting at is like you want more ms resources for for like dude bro
1: guys or like um, i mean progressive ms in general um you know i the great thing about Instagram is I've been able to find, I have to search those people out, you know? Um, And it's been great to find other, other folks with progressive MS that are battling, you know, it, what I mean is, um, you know, it's, it's a different type of MS when someone's talking about having a little bit of numbness on their arm or fingers. And I'm like, I can't take a shit without putting my finger in my ass. <laughs> I mean,
0: know? me too, friend. I mean, that was me. <laughs> like, you know, we canceled yesterday. We were supposed to record yesterday. And by yeah. the time, but by, by the time this comes out, it'll be a few months down the line, but we were supposed to do the recording yesterday. And I had yeah. to email you to be like, I just
1: chat myself. I won't be, we're not doing it. So I get it. I get it entirely. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's another part that I've loved about your podcast is like, people people get real when they're sharing their shit stories you yeah, know what i like, mean right? like right <laughs> like it's it i it tends to be such a a bad thing for able-bodied you know everyone's embarrassed to shit themselves i'm like that's just a part of life <laughs> you know and it's
0: like my um, daily it's my daily to be like yeah i think i shot myself what do we do like Real talk. I'm recording with you yep. right now, and I'm definitely 100 percent wearing a diaper,
1: like yeah. 100. No, I, percent I love it. Yeah, one of one thing I love is uh, I've met some friends on, on through Instagram. Oh, last night. Before. Oh no. Met um, uh, some friends through Instagram. What we love to do is share shit stories you know like oh guess what happened this week you know I missed the toilet because I couldn't get there
0: you how know how do I get on that thread like sign me on that thread I want to be a part of that
1: I love it you're in like when yeah. we're done
0: recording not no word of a lie DM me with how to get on that thread there.
1: yeah yeah for sure I and you know it's I mean it's 100% real when someone's like oh yeah, I shit myself or I piss myself in public. That's it. I thought I'd, I'd tell this story. Um, so I was in public, how does my disability affect my life? So I'm, I'm meeting another MSR in a coffee shop and we're in downtown Seattle. It's busy. It's like my first time in my chair in Seattle. And Mm -hmm. So we find a coffee shop that's really accessible to get to, you know, like ground floor style. And uh, we we meet up, we're sitting there, we're having, um, I had iced tea and I'm like, man, this is going to make me pee. I'm going to have to be careful. And because of my MS, how my bladder works is it goes from zero to a hundred. There's no feeling of like, oh, I kind of have to pee. It's just like, on or off like you're you going to or to not
0: you right now yeah. yeah yeah
1: yes so i'm like oh shit hey i gotta go pee real quick and so i'm trying to get to the bathroom and he's, he's great he's helping me out and turns out you need a key for the restroom because isn't that the fucking Seattle.
0: worst i hate and that. i was like why?
1: why as soon why? as that happened i was like i'm gonna piss myself you know like so i'm waiting for him to go grab the key he comes and you know i pissed myself before we could get into the into the bathroom you know and then after that i'm sitting in a coffee shop you know
0: full of pee
1: covered in piss you know my my wheelchair pad i pissed on everything you know and I'm, you know this is the first time i met this guy who's somewhat newly diagnosed and I'm like so, this is what MS looks like. This is you what it'll happen to this, do, Get ready. <laughs> get yeah, ready. Yeah. Like, not to scare you, you know. But it's funny. You know, the wheelchair is the, like, it's, I mean, even myself, I was scared of it when I was first diagnosed. Um,
0: yeah, because it's the marker of, it's the, it, like marker for the rest of the world to be like oh that person is ill oh that person is sick oh that person is different from me like i i get it i get it
1: yep well and i think that's another thing that is really hard with the ms community is like everything is like uh hashtag invisible illness well it's not fucking invisible for me (laughs) you know like um but yeah, I lost where I was going. So
0: it's all good. So, but like, but like, yeah, I I agree with you in terms of like, you know, sometimes the disability is not invisible and we have to make space for like how it feels when something like, cause I'm sure when you were diagnosed at 25, it like was a slow progression. Right. So you know, you didn't just hop into a chair right away. It takes time. So right. I think we need to make space for individuals who, whose disabilities, like you said earlier, whose disabilities progress and will change and will go from being ambulatory to needing a wheelchair to needing, for, to like going from a manual chair to a power chair. Like I'm sure right. that'll be a, another progression for you. And like, yep. like we need to make space yep. for how scary that feels because I can't imagine like the fear of, knowing that that's going to be coming too
1: yeah well and you know it 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 was my fear I mean when I started to like man I don't want to end up in a wheelchair man I mean you know I'm 25 and you know they were they were prepping me for a wheelchair within two to three years after my diagnosis because of the damage to my spine yeah uh, I made it I think I made it almost eight years so <laughs> <laughs> wow um But yeah, no, you're totally right. You know, my next, my next progression is a power chair. You know, that's just, that's on the horizon. I can't really avoid that. You know, I spent a lot of time trying to avoid, you know, the chair. Um, But, you know, now that I have one, I'm like, man, this is amazing. Why didn't I do this sooner? You know, like it makes my life so much easier
0: just say that louder for the people in the back who think the wheelchair is bad. Yeah. Say it one more time. Yeah.
1: It makes my life so much easier.
0: There you go. There, It's, it's
1: amazing.
0: Those are the words I need people who are like the wheelchair is bad to hear. But I also think the fear that you had of like, Oh no, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. That's very real too. And I think we need to make space for people feeling weird about that. Because I, I have to say, if I was, di- if I was diagnosed, was something that took my ability to to run and walk away, and would do so either really slowly or really fast, it'd be, I would not love it. How did how yeah. like how did that diagnosis at twenty five? Because I remember being a twenty five year old dude. I was like I've been in wheelchair my whole life, but I remember I remember right. like being super confident, being like, "Oh yeah, nothing will happen to me. I'm fine." Like, how, yeah. What was it like for you to get that diagnosis?
1: Um, it was, it was tough at first um luckily we had i i had experience with ms in my family uh prior so my great grandfather um had ms and it was progressive so i grew up with my grandmother telling me stories of you know her grandfather um so i mean it, it's heavy You know, like, yeah, it's, it's a different, um, you know, being told you have a lifelong incurable illness at this point, you know, um, you know, at first, you know, I was willing to do just about anything, whatever it took, you know, um, but with progressive MS, the medications that they prescribed for like relapsing remitting MS just didn't slow it down. Um, so it was, it was heavy at first and, you know, luckily, um, we had, I had my wife and my son who was, he had just turned three or between two and three.
0: That um, means you have a teenager now. That yes. He's going to be
1: 14. Well, first
0: <laughs> of all, the like, wow. So many questions. Like first, how did the diagnosis impact your relationship with your wife? Like, what was that like?
1: Um, it was, it was really a turning point for our relationship. You know, we, um, like <laughs> we were pregnant and married by 22, you know, we, oh, cool. we just hit the ground running, um, and getting diagnosed within, you know, a couple years of that. It really, it really, uh, it was kind of like a turning point, like, Hey, there's something else going on like let's do this you know and her her support probably made not probably her support a hundred percent made it um manageable um you know having that
0: like because i know with my with my chronic illness like my ibs and again not the same thing at all i'm not not saying that no no ms and ibs are the same i'm saying chronic illness is a bitch and i remember like having the conversation with myself about mass my masculinity changing and losing all this stuff and would i still be seen as a man and like mm. how, how do i do all this stuff and would i still be seen as like this person that has value in our society how like did that hit you when you got to after you got diagnosed
1: i mean yeah that was that was um a, a huge struggle um so I think it was within three years. I think in 2011 is when I went from working full-time to full-time disability. Um, And, you know, understanding that um, like the core of like, my worth is tied to how much money and how much work I can do. Like that, that's that's how our society values, you know, masculinity and, humans right how much output you know but especially as a um, man
0: like we're supposed to be like i'm not binary now but at the like i remember being right. when i was when i was like i'm a, a man you know the need right. to be like i'm the breadwinner i got to bring home the dollars i got to like especially for you with a young kid and a and a wife you were like right how am i supposed to right. support this family that i have now
1: yep yep so i mean going into it um you know we had to basically prepare to, to leave the workforce. You know, we had to save money, cut costs. We cut out any extra spending, you know? Um, And then it was, you know, I've been on disability now since 2011, I think. Um, So, I mean, 10 years on disability um, and it's been, you know, as anyone on disability knows, it's not much. <laughs>
0: no, they basically give you enough to like maybe have a glass of water once a week and then you could be. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah, no sparkling water though.
0: Yeah, no like, d- like how dare you get a, gl- a glass of apple juice? Like, no, 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 right. no.
1: Yep. And God forbid you do any work for anyone.
0: Yeah, like don't make a yeah. dollar because then we'll take no. all the dollars
1: away. Yeah, yeah it's. It's such a punitive system,
0: and that—that's the—that's the truth everywhere. Like even in Canada, the same. Like
1: I was going to yeah. ask you, do they have like how is the um, like national disability?
0: Well, it's provincial. So with every province, like we don't, oh, don't know. Okay. Like, a, a national system, but okay. Well, at least to get income support, so it's a provincial system. That's so what's like for you would be like a statewide.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. System. Yeah.
0: So so, in my state slash province, you know you get enough just to survive and then if you make any money you would just slide through your teeth and you just hide it under the table and you don't
1: right you ask people to pay you in cash <laughs> yeah
0: or you just be like when you've reported to the government you're just like oh i'm gonna forget that thousand dollar thing i did and just pretend like it didn't yeah. show up in the report thanks bye like you bye there's a lot of pretending like what do you mean i work
1: <laughs> that's funny no i didn't well, and it's it's crazy because the idea is, you know, the disabled community is just gobbling up all this government wealth and we're just rolling in it. You know, we can't yeah. let them have any more.
0: Yeah, like, like it's just, it's so punitive and so unfair. Um, yeah. One of the things I, I'm curious about, like, and we mentioned this off the air, how did your, or how, how has your diagnosis of MS and the progression of the MS How has that impacted your intimacy with your partner?
1: Um, you know, at at first it was, um, it was hard to even recognize that that was my MS. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but I think the important thing, um, was, you know, we've had, you gotta have patience with yourself and your partner. Um, you know it's let's see how's it impacted um
0: can i ask you a graphic uh, question
1: yeah like yeah, let it how has
0: it how has it affected your like sex part the like the having of the sex
1: yeah yeah so you know we've definitely uh I would, I would call it adaptive sex. Um, (laughs) You know, it, it's frustrating because I'm now, um, I'm now losing like strength in my arms. So um, like even masturbating is sometimes a, (laughs) not even worth it, you know? Tell me about it. I know. Yep. Yep. I know. You know, you're like, it's like, i my arms are tired to begin with, you know.
0: Why do I want to pump them for twenty minutes?
1: Yeah, when yeah. I could just yeah.
0: sleep. It's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's tough because, like, um, especially like holding myself up, like it, I, it's in. Im- it feels embarrassing to be up and just having like uncontrollable spasms in your arm, and you're like, you know, you're trying, you're trying
0: to f- you're trying to fuck somebody and be hot and be like,
1: you know, hold on, let me, yeah. let me just shake, not in shake, a good way. Sh- let me just shake
0: all <laughs> my shakes out, but I'm not doing yeah. anything fine. I'm just shaking, like, yeah, with that, yep,
1: like, but, yeah, so yeah. go ahead. Um, you know, I mean, and let alone, you know, having the arm strength, like I, I don't have the, I, I've lost feeling in my, in my dick, you know, I, uh, from trunk to skunk, I'm numb. (laughs) Oh,
0: I mean, I, I I know different scenario, but because I use catheters to pee and they have to go in me every day, like I have also lost feeling in my dick so it's really emasculating to be like i want to i want to feel this or when you're with somebody and you're fucking and you're like i want to feel this but i can't because my body won't let me so like you end up trying to fake feeling something because you're like i want i i need to make you yeah you want to make them feel like you're enjoying it you're like i better just
1: make a noise (laughs) yeah it's well and it's for sure I mean I think that's that's also part of why like it's hard for me to stay hard is like just lack of feeling like I start you know any any sensation on it like on my leg anywhere like it's like oh I can feel for a little bit but it just ends up going away you know it's
0: yeah and like I can get hard and stay hard but I can't masturbate anymore. Yeah. So like I like I know what it's like to be like, if my dick could get hard, you'd be bowled over by how awesome it is. But I can't do that <laughs> for you. So like it can definitely be it can definitely be like a huge mind fuck in terms of masculinity. Like your sense of like worth in the bedroom is totally fucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One, it's It's hard because, you know, at first, you know, I guess it's not hard, Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, in the beginning, not understanding that why I was having like ED at 27 years old, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really understand, oh, that is a part of having Neurological damage to your spinal cord, you know.
0: Well, it's not like you go, go to the doctors and be like, um, so listen, it's not like you would just go to your doc and be like, so I can't get hard anymore. Like, because it's embarrassing, right? And the doctors don't, they're not tactful about how to have that conversation, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've, like, I've tried, um, I've tried Viagra and stuff like that. Um, but it just, it's just not, not for me, you know. I, yeah, I get, like insane headaches and flushing, and you know, part of it is your partner looking at you and being like, "You don't look all right."
0: And you, <laughs> you being don't like, look "No, baby, it's hot. It's fine. It's good."
1: Yeah, like, I'm glowing red
0: because I'm so hot.
1: And she's like, "You're burning
0: up. We should, but <laughs> no, no, it's, I'm so into you. Like, let's do things."
1: Yeah. Well, and that's that's uh, another thing about intimacy and like having sex is. uh um, like fatigue-wise, so like I don't have the stamina to go for hours and hours anymore. You know, it's not that's that's not possible for me. That anymore. could just be you because
0: know? you're an old man. That could just be old. Like,
1: yeah, I'm on the wrong side of 35. So, yeah, as someone who's, who's <laughs>
0: like nearing nearing 30 nearing 40, more than I want to admit, um, that could just be like tiredness because now my idea of sex is like can we watch half a movie and then not pay attention to the other half? And then maybe like a hand job will go in there and then maybe we'll make out and then we can go to sleep. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all yeah. I really
1: want. Yeah. Oh yeah. It doesn't, it, it doesn't take much. Yeah. Like it don't take much. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, shit. I just lost my train
0: of thought. Um, it's all good. I can put you back there. Um, think, we were think talking about movies about, about <laughs> yeah, we were talking about movies that you would watch to and also and, and yeah, movies you would watch to like half pay attention to and then
1: the probably comedy. pineapple express.
0: I mean for me it would be like some cheesy horror movie to be like, let's just put this on and then
1: nice. You really- Mine's cheesy cheesy comedy.
0: Yeah, I'm all about the cheesy comedy. Um <laughs> one of the things that I just I was just looking at the questionnaire. I'd love to talk yeah. about um how you're, how being disabled has affected your friendships and how being disabled sure. has affected like just the other relationships in your life.
1: Yeah, sure. MS is, it, it puts a pause on your life. You know, it's like, as soon as it starts to progress, you can watch everyone else just like speed past you. You know, it's like you hit the brakes. Um, and, you know, Oh, I've definitely experienced a lot of like, you just no longer get invites to certain things or, you know, just because you're not there, you know, or, you know, you said no 10 times before that, but you still want to go.
0: Yeah, um, Or you still want to be invited to the thing so that maybe if you get a second wind of like feeling better, you can like, okay, I do want to go to that thing. I did get the invite. I can go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, family is, Um, you know my family's been really supportive you know it's it's tough to um, I mean anyone outside of my household who doesn't see uh, how much my MS impacts my day um, you know it's it's tough for anyone to really get it and you know part of that's my fault I quit talking about um, how my MS impacted me
0: oh no you should talk about it more like
1: you Honestly, know, I'm I'm really excited about doing this podcast because I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping well, this will be a jumping off point.
0: You know me. what? Actually, I was just thinking, but as you we were talking, I was like, he needs a podcast. So you know, I'm gonna just <laughs> promote myself huge here. I do have okay. a little, I do have a little network that I've designed for nice disabled podcasters to make shows. So maybe when we're off the air, when we're done recording this we can talk about like maybe getting you a show? Cause I feel like all right. maybe you need We'll one. do it.
1: We'll do it. I mean, that's, I'd say part of why I quit writing is my hands are so like tired that I just, I don't want to type at all. I just don't want to do it. And I know I can talk to text and do all that, but you know, I, I just don't want to.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you. It's again, different disabilities, but typing can be super tiring when you have muscle spasms and specificity and all this that's part of why I started podcasting actually because I was like well typing takes a long time it's really hard to do I'm exhausted when I'm done it but I can speak for hours what about that
1: I love it I love it
0: and I mean so I mean I, I will talk about this after but I definitely think yeah let's do there, it maybe there's a podcast we'll circle back yeah, we'll, we'll circle back for sure. But like, um, tell me more. Tell me more about like, are there any friendships and relationships because of the MS that have gotten better, stronger, different?
1: Um, I would, I have become like family with my little MS tribe or uh, not tribe. Uh, like, I, I've become friends with people all across the world that I've never seen face-to-face. That's awesome. Um, And it's great. I love it. Uh, They, a lot of, I have quite a few friends over on the East coast of the U S and we, we talk um, regularly. I just met a friend. uh, I want to say he's in Montreal. Oh, not that Um, far from me. You're
0: like, it's like six hours away from me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's been interesting. You know, English is not his native language. So, you know, it's been, it's been awesome to talk with people all around the, all around the world, you know, and, uh, you know, those relationships, I don't know, they start on the foundation of MS, you know, like, God, I got this incurable disease. You do too. Awesome. (laughs) But I love, I love meeting other people with MS, but not talking about MS if that makes sense like what cool we all have ms what the fuck else is going on in our lives it's yeah. ms isn't everything yeah you know
0: but i think also and, there's a power like i get you and you're right i think though for me i love talking about like you and i just having a conversation about how we both can't shit was really yeah. cathartic because it was like i yeah this feels good like i love being able to do that but then be like let's talk about movies or let's like i think being able to pepper in a disability truthism in like friendship conversations with people that get it is really powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. If you know that, you know, I've talked to to plenty of other MSers across the world about shit that you know I don't talk to my family about just because you know you have that that family response you know you have people that are just gonna feel bad for you and it's like i just want to talk about it
0: yeah or like build you up kind of superficially, and be like don't worry keep going don't worry you're like i want to worry about it though i want to i want to have a moment where i'm not okay with it and tell you about how that
1: feels like i get it i get it well and that's that's what's been uh tough with uh instagram and ms community it's like it's not all good days, you know, it's, I want to, sometimes I want to be angry, you know, sometimes I want to be frustrated, you know, and that, that's just, that's what it is today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think my thing with that is like, I think the anger and frustration is valid and we should have those days. I worry when I have days like that, where I'm like, oh no, I can't let, I can't live here. So I struggle with like, how do I be frustrated? That's why I tweet a lot and I I put it on Instagram a lot because I'm like if I put it out there, then I can put it out there and it can go away, and I don't have to yeah. look at it anymore. I you release it, it. Yep. Yeah, I can put it in a tweet and I don't have to see it anymore for a minute. I,
1: for the record, I love your tweets. They are, they hit home, man. Like you, you nail them. I'm just like, man, this guy gets it.
0: I mean, I don't know how I did, like I, you know, I started doing that a couple of years ago, like probably like. Yeah. Four or five years ago. Cause I was never big on social media and I'm still not, I don't know how to do any of this shit. So like I started doing it and I was like, I'm just going to put my feelings out there. And then all of a sudden people liked it. Like, it
1: yeah. I yeah.
0: don't know, man. It's weird.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'm extremely lucky. Um, uh, my wife is a photographer. Um, so I always get dope pictures whenever we go places, you know? So, um, we're, we've been, um, keeping our out for like, um, accessible locations. So like, so, uh, people with disabilities will have access to dope photos and, uh, that, you know, yeah, it may not be a 10 mile hike out to the mountain. Um, but you know, there's a lot of amazing spots around here that are accessible.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it would be maybe a, like, side hustle for your, your partner is to, like, do, like, you know, make, be, like, a photographer that only does shoots with disabled people or does primarily shoots with disabled people. I folks. love it. I love like, it. They don't have a ton of money, but they if I want nice photos, I'll pay good money for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, one, I, I think uh, the disabled community deserves just as much representation in dope photos and and media and you know uh,
0: yeah speaking of dope photos and the word dope because I'm looking at our I'm looking at our questionnaire and I noticed there's a whole part on cannabis research and cannabis use in MS and I thought why not talk about that
1: um I love it you know why because
0: you should do you should do a you should do a an offshoot photo called Dope Photos, where it's just you hi in your chair, like hi. Like, I love it.
1: I <laughs> love hi, it. And just call dope it dope photos. Photos. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's gonna happen. Like it's gonna happen.
0: You can send me 10% of the royalties. these things. i so,
1: so good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My partner, my silent partner over here. Amazing. Um yeah, so um, so we'll go back a little bit. So i I've taken all the MS meds. I've taken all the medications. I was on extremely high doses of opiates. Um, And I got to the point where it was just no longer sustainable. Um, My wife was uh, uh, concerned I was going to die in my sleep. I was on such a high dose. Um, Well, like fall asleep while I was driving style, like really bad. So that wasn't sustainable. So I stopped that and decided to switch um, all my pain medication over to cannabis. Um, so, and that's, you know, it, it's, it's not a miracle drug by any means, but the amount of relief I get from it, like, I would, it, it's a crime that people don't have access to this. Um,
0: yeah, that's the fucking crime coppers yeah not fucking yeah 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 that's the crime right there not whatever the fuck
1: yep yep
0: yeah i could go on about that all day
1: yeah so so um so i use um cannabis like thc regular weed um and i use cbd as well um so i use the 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 thc is the pain reliever um, and the CBD is the anti-inflammatory. Um, so, and, um, the, the cannabis is also a muscle relaxer. So without cannabis, I can't move at all. I look like a fucking robot when I stand up you know, I'm like, like, I just can't get my legs to work, you know? Um, but you know a little bit of weed and I'm loosened up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can move.
0: And that's awesome. That's um, awesome.
1: I love it. And so I've actually switched to edibles. I've been eating more weed and trying to smoke less weed.
0: Oh, and I want to hear you. I want to hear because I took edibles once uh-huh. and I took way too much because I did not listen to the person that gave it to me because it tasted like uh-huh. a cookie and I didn't understand. It and was delicious. Well, it was delicious. So I had two I don't know if I've told the story, but I'll tell it again because it's funny. I've had two, my sex worker brought over some edibles and said, uh-huh. save these for later. Don't eat them now, but just have a little bit. So I waited like two months, forgot they were in my fridge. I was like, okay, they're so good. Fine. They're in my freezer. So I grabbed one and I was with my attendant care worker and he goes, oh, it looks like a cookie. Just eat it. And so I ate it. And I was like, I'm, I'm fine. And then two minutes <laughs> later, I had the other giant cookie full of edibles. Oh no! Because it didn't taste like anything, and I didn't know, and I forgot <laughs> the instruction. So I was high for three and a half days. Oh shit! Looped out of my mind, and so because that's of so that, crazy. because of that, I probably won't do edibles again. But
1: <laughs> that's crazy. See they need to stop putting weed in delicious treats, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's part of why I've switched to getting uh, capsules, So I take it like a, like a pill and not a little delicious treat, you like know, cause I just something. want to snap, Yeah. Cause I just want snack on those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so with edibles, man, I, I wish people would give it a shot. Um, and micro dose take less than you think you could feel right and it's a it's a kind of a build a tolerance game um you know you take you take too much you're gonna be high for three days i think you know about that
0: oh man (laughs) i will never and it's so funny because i had a meeting with somebody scheduled for like an hour after i took them and thank the lord the woman canceled the meeting because i
1: that's you weren't gonna make it no nope, because i don't even
0: remember what i don't remember it so like i'm so glad but like i think that cannabis use for people who have chronic pain is such a valuable thing and i wish that we would talk about it more and i wish that it was more like in canada and ontario it's like you can get you can go to like you know cannabis.ca or something and get yeah like, And get something but i wish it was just more like you could walk into any swarm like i want this thanks
1: yeah yeah here here in washington they they um they've gone kind of crazy i mean you can find a weed shop i mean there's probably 15 of them in my my little town here um but um you know it's interesting because with weed and ms i don't i mean this is just my experience um, but my legs feel like they're in a, they've been doused in gasoline, set on fire and sent through a wood chipper. I mean, that's probably the Ooh, closest. Wow. Yeah. Like it, they're on fire and then they just, they burn so bad. Um, and with, with, uh, cannabis and CBD, man, probably every night I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe my legs feel this good. And you know, that's, that's my tactic for when I get too high is when I get too high, I stop and I think about my legs and how they feel. And when I'm super high, my legs feel as close to normal. Like I, I describe it as like taking them from like a seven or eight to like a four or five, you know, like kind of cutting it in half, just it, it's like a breath, you know, being able to take a breath, you know, just yeah. that relief, you know, I, yeah, I wish I, and, you know, I totally agree with uh, people not having access. Um, you know, it, I think that's part of, you know, the, I think, cause here in, here in Washington, there's a regulated amount of weed that can go in edible um so it's it's like a standard dosing yeah um, which i actually really appreciate that you know instead of buying something that's one little gummy bear will get you high for three days you know it's everything's you know individual servings yeah yeah um so i think the
0: regulation is good but i also think that these companies that do the regulating and then the like the fda and all this places oh. not, or not the fda whoever the fuck who who would do it over there
1: um probably the uh the dea is in charge of it being scheduled as a federal yeah
0: that's it right. okay so 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 whoever does yeah. the dosing whatever over there i wish they would listen to more chronic pain patients to be like maybe we should find happy mediums for people with xyz pain yeah. because one person cool. that says it's great might be like the other person might be like, oh, this is not enough for me. I need more.
1: Yep. Yep. One, well, you know, there's there's so much misinformation um, with cannabis that, you know, I know a lot of people that would love to at least try, but they don't know where to start. You know, there's not a whole lot of information on like, hey, this is where you should probably start, you know, for chronic pain.
0: Yeah. And there's not a lot of like, and there's so much disinformation about weed and about what it does and about the dangers and i'm like unfortunately in the like in the war against drugs kind of culture that america lives in where you are like it's so not so much in washington but you know in america generally like it's so such a dirty thing to be like oh i do weed and it's like really we're still here we're still doing this um
1: right right one um you know i um uh you know there's there's i've started to find a lot more um disabled and chronic pain uh people that are using cannabis you know openly and being like yo this is i i can't move without this you know yeah
0: like this is my survival
1: Um, well and i think that's something that really gets left out in the the medical world is uh quality of life like yeah. Like I think it's valid, like to have something that kind of eases the pain for quality of life reasons. Just, just that mental relief.
0: Just so you, you can know? have a good fucking day and feel. I just good
1: about yourself. maybe I just want to get stoned and forget that I have MS for a couple hours. You know, like that should be valid. Yeah,
0: it is. It is valid, a thousand percent. Like, like it totally is. I want to shift gears so I have a few okay. more questions i'm looking at here tell me a bit, a yeah. little bit more about the mind fuckery of watching your body slowly deteriorate
1: Ugh. um it's it's something that i try and avoid um but as you know like your body's really in control um,
0: oh yeah you have no saying what what's going on here you...
1: yeah I, you know i it's it was tough in the beginning to think, man, I don't want to end up in a wheelchair. Well, guess what? I ended up in a wheelchair. Guess what? I'm still here. Um, you know, and I, it, it's hard to think about like, man, is there going to be a day where I don't stand up? Like when, when is that point going to happen where the, my legs just aren't going to support me anymore? Um, so, you know, it's kind of that, like, that program that's running in the back of your mind um
0: the doomsday that, program of like when is it when is this the big thing going to come right
1: right and you know i know um just like just like uh transitioning to a to a chair um part time you know, and everything's okay like you know i mean being a part uh, listening to your podcast and hearing people that would love to be in my situation you know what i mean like people they would love to be able to get up and walk around even if it's only a short time you know
0: yeah i would
1: Um, uh yeah like what is that like i don't know well and and that's another thing you said that hit me man was um you were you were talking about how it was like i i've never ridden a bike you know i've never 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 done done a car wheel Never doing a jumping you know,
0: jack, like don't know what this, like don't know what
1: it is, don't know what it is. Right, right, and and understanding, you know, my privilege of being able to go from growing up skateboarding and riding uh, BMX bikes and and then transitioning into a chair, like like it is a mindfuck, but it's also trying to be thankful for for the time yeah. I did have. Yeah, you know. Like not everyone gets to say that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the same with me too. Like I'm thankful that I have the privilege of speech. I'm thankful that I have the privilege of like coherent thought. I'm thankful that I have the privilege of like because I could be in a different disability situation where that wasn't the case and I couldn't do what I'm doing. And so like not not to say that my disability is better than others, but it's they're different in like different ways. And so I, too, sometimes have to remind myself, like, you're okay where you are. It's all right where you are.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, One, you, you know, allowing yourself that space. You yeah. Know?
0: And I think we don't do that I, enough in, like, social media world. And that's kind of why yeah. I, I love my, my tweets. And I love putting that stuff out there because it gets people thinking about, like, oh, never realized that before. Let yeah. me think on that for a second.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you about two things. I want to ask you about your relationship with your son. How did your illness play a role in that? How did your illness play a role in that?
1: Um. So early on, luckily, early on, um, it wasn't. It. It didn't affect it too much, you know. Being a young dad, you know, I had a cane, but. you know he he went to every doctor's appointment with me like he grew up seeing that this is normal like it's not it's not strange for him to have you know a disabled dad or a dad that's losing progression um, you know it's it's as a dad it it, it does play on you when you need your child to help you with something um yeah that that definitely um it's it's tough it's tough to be like hey i actually need your help with this i can't help you with that um so you know our relationship is much different than the you know take a average father and son yeah yeah it's it's not Um, you know, we, we definitely bond a lot over video games. I mean, it's going to be 14. Um, and that's something I can still do. Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely been a, a learning, a learning curve being a, being a parent with MS, you know, and, and knowing that there are just some things that you can't do, you know, and it's, it's tough to see. I mean, with any any disability or anything that sets you apart, it's it's tough to, you know, not want to compare yourself to everything out there, you know? Um, yeah. But, but he gets it and, you know, he, he doesn't even flash bat an eye at helping me with anything, you know? I think the harder part is me admitting I need help. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i mean because i'm because you know when you're 14 you're he's at that age where that my dad is my hero kind of thing still and like you know he's at that age well he will soon get at the age where like he hates you but that's coming but like yeah. you know he's yeah. hopefully still that like dad's the coolest thing and having to you know for you as a dad to have to ask for help with like the basics i'm sure it's not easy yeah
1: yeah well and you know now we've been um we've been doing things where you know i'll have him help me make dinner you know i i i could use an extra hand in the kitchen or you know and you know he's there every time you know
0: that's awesome that's awesome um I have so many more things I could talk to you about. And the, so the, the last like proper question I want to ask for you. So you did some work in the corporate MS industry this past yeah. year. And you said you had some things you wanted to share about that. So I have, I want to hear those things.
1: Okay. So I've done a couple projects. I'm not going to drop names, but you know, they're out there. Um, and... it. it it's painfully obvious that these projects are not for the disabled community. Um, they are, they are for the corporations that that put them on. Um, I it's it's frustrating that um, again, part of it goes back to cannabis. You know, they want people are asking me to talk about my life with MS, my experience, and I'm like, well, that uh, that includes cannabis. I I cannot. I do not move without we. Yeah. Um, but then being told no, we can't talk about that. And I'm like, well, how do I talk about my life in an authentic way if I have to censor what parts are acceptable for you?
0: Yeah. Um, like you probably couldn't say the corporate thing, like right. I, I shoved my finger at my ass and shit today.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. But
0: that's this kind of stuff that people need to hear, though. Like that's, and I, yeah. I feel that way too when I talk about my experience of queerness and disability and and sexuality and trying to be sexual and I have to bring up sex work. People are like oh oh, we don't know if we can oh we're not sure. Maybe it's too like intense for us. And it's like, but really this is what it is though. You wanted me to
1: tell you the truth. Right. Right? Right. 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 Well and it's the you know oh we we don't want you to talk about that. You know and you know the other part of it was I had a Wanted me to do some some self filming, um, and it was pitched to me as a half day project, which took me two days to complete because I'm fucking disabled.
0: Yeah, it was pitched um, to you, but from a able body timeline, which doesn't work for yes anybody with disabilities.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was frustrating, and then you know, I I gave probably the realest answers I could. Uh, to the questions and you know a lot of it didn't even end up making it in the video because it wasn't really the narrative of what they were looking for you know
0: and so the narrative they were looking for at the end was like
1: keep going yeah ms is yet that kind of stuff yeah 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 it was like you know it was meant to be like like show show uh the more like your morning with ms or whatever. and it's it's just um i i realized that i didn't really fit the like i look like they want to include they like people want to include my look cuz i'm i look different and I'm edgy like, and I'm, cool i'm the skater guy you know and but, you know most most people with ms are female it affects females much more than than males, um, but you know,
0: it- I mean, I will be honest. When I saw your when I saw your application come in, I hadn't, I didn't do my research on who who came. In. I just saw the application, and so I did think for a minute. Oh, it's a girl named Kellen Oh, cool. Yeah, cool.
1: yeah, I've known a few, but yeah, yep. But you know, having having these companies that are basically so. <sighs> What it what it feels like they're doing is pharmaceutical companies are paying media companies to create content. That content then gets served to the MS community. You know, everyone watches it. Yeah. Then the pharmaceutical company will take all that information and market to all the people that watch that video. Yeah. Is essentially what they're doing. They're building audiences. Um. And you know, I. I recently turned down another project just because I had such a bad taste in my mouth from the last couple that I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to take anything like that. And it's so hard
0: because sometimes you're like, I got to feed myself. Um, Right. And like, I've done it where I've taken contracts and I'm like, I don't really, I don't know if I love this, but I don't really want to
1: do it, but yeah. yeah.
0: But how much is the paycheck at the end? Sure.
1: I got to eat this. So yeah, I'll do it. No problem. Yep. Yep. That's, I feel that man. I what do you that. wish
0: the corporate MS messaging was? Like how do you how do we change that from like keep going to what do you want the message to be?
1: Um I I guess I mean, I don't necessarily have a message myself, but I wish it was more of a community-led conversation instead of feeling like corporations are talking at you about what you you know, yes, I was a part of that, but, you know, they controlled every, the narrative of the story, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think people being able to talk openly about MS and, you know, shitting themselves and, and not being able to come cause you don't have the muscle strength, you know, yeah, been there. Yep. 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 Like More. those, mm-hmm. those are a real part of, you know, this disease too
0: yeah i mean the other mind fuck for me is sometimes i'll come when i don't want to come like thanks buddy The thank thank okay. you thanks god I, just I wish jizz myself in a coffee shop great awesome like thanks fuck disability lucky
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean luckily like when i come i don't like make a lot of noise so i could quietly like just do it but it's still embarrassing it's still like oh god oh god oh god uh-huh. that's funny um That's funny. i had so much I, I i had so much fun chatting with you today we could do like we, you should have your own show is what i think and i'm gonna oh. definitely talk to you the minute i press off because i have ideas for you um okay uh but kellen prouse how do the people how can they get a hold of you how can they support you
1: um so i am uh kellen prouse on facebook um wheelsinred.com. And I am Prowska on Instagram, P-R-O-U-S-K-A, Prowska on Instagram. And that's where I spend most of my time is on Instagram.
0: So nice. Nice. Um,
1: Yeah. I will make sure that
0: all this is in the show notes so that people can get a hold of you and anybody with MS who wants to talk to a real person about really having MS, like hit up Kellen because you won't be disappointed. Um, uh, Yeah, this is so fun. And I definitely have ideas. You that we're going to talk about right now after I press off, but um, awesome. Thanks thanks so much for coming on today, and we will talk to you very soon.
1: Awesome, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast, man. I i loved it,
0: of course. It was so fun. Talk to you later. Thanks, Bye. 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 All right, friends, that's another episode of Disability After Dark from me, your disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. If you want to follow my work, you can follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at andrewgerza underscore, or you can follow my website, www.andrewgerza.com to find out more about what I do. And of course, you can follow us on Patreon to get the show one day early and completely ad-free by going to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark, or you can send us an email to dark pod at gmail.com, and let us know your ideas for an episode, for a Minnesota, or for a guest spot. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back to shine a bright light on your disabled stories next time. Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Drew Gerza and Wheels on the Ground Productions. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2020-2021